Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. It's a 360 degree approach. It's your lovely face yoga, it's great products, regular facial treatments, it's sleep, it's diet, it's water, it's movement. All the things that you would typically expect will get you good skin. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I've always looked at this approach with Rocco Forte Hotels. I didn't want wellness to be limited to the spa. I wanted guests to be able to get wellness at every touch point of the hotel. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hello and a warm welcome back to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert podcast. So my guest this week is Irene Forte and she is a global entrepreneur when it comes to wellness, to beauty and to sustainability. She owns the amazing Irene Forte skincare brand and she is also a wellness consultant for her family's chain of hotels. So she knows a lot when it comes to business. And I wanted to do this episode to really give you guys some great takeaways when it comes to business tips, but particularly business tips in the wellness and beauty industry, because I know lots of you listening will have wellness, beauty or yoga businesses. Maybe you're one of our face yoga teachers. Maybe you're thinking about going freelance or maybe you already run quite a large company or brand and you're just looking for a little bit of inspiration and some tips. So we talk about the five pillars of wellness and how we can integrate these into our business. Irene gives her three top business tips for small business owner and she talks about her predictions and what excites her for the coming year or two. She also talks about her wellness routine, her top tip for inner peace. So it's a wonderful inspirational podcast. And if you're not already one of our face yoga teachers, be sure to head to faceyogaexpert.com slash teacher training and all the information is on there about how you can become one of our qualified, certified teachers with our fully accredited training. So let's get into this week's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you today? Good, thanks. Hi, Danielle. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat today. 
I'm so excited for you to be here too. And I really want to pick your brains on all things beauty and wellness, but really about business as well. And where I'd really love to start today is talking a little bit about your journey, how you came to love business and particularly wellness and beauty within business. Because I imagine knowing your story, this started from quite a young age. Yeah. So I like to say that I've become an entrepreneur by chance or almost organically because I started my business career working in hospitality in my family business. And I was never really going to join the family business full time. I graduated from Oxford and I was thinking of going into management consulting. And then my father kind of convinced me to do a development program at Brown's Hotel in London, where I went through all the departments for six months. And prior to that, obviously during school holidays and things, I had spent time working in the hotels. And after that six-month development program, I still wasn't sure. My dad said, just come in on a project basis, help us write our brand standards and our standard operating procedures for the company. And I said, okay, sure. I still wasn't sure. And that was kind of his way I guess, to get me into the company. And I gradually started overseeing kind of HR and learning and development for the group. And that's when I started really doing wellness for our team and people. And given that no one was overseeing the spas for the group, and it was kind of each spa manager was running the spas in their own way, I asked my father if I could have a look at it on the the side, really, because it as I was given that I was loving doing kind of wellness for our people and our team, I really wanted to do wellness for our guests as well. And personally, I'd always had a passion for this. I did a lot of sport when I was younger, which gradually got me into healthy eating as well. And whilst beauty came later, came more when I started looking after the spas, it was something that I was still kind of interested in or getting into and and my father kind of said well is it going to cost me a lot of money if you start looking after the spas and I said nope um (laughs) and that was that I was then running the spas and because I wasn't allowed to spend a lot of money and some of the spas hadn't been refurbed in uh you know 15 years I thought how can I create a PR story for the spas. How can I, you know, generate something that's new for them? And I created kind of our spa concept, which was called um, Rocco Forte Spas, which is now Rocco Forte Wellness. And that integrated signature rituals, Nourish, which was our healthy food offering, fitness and movement, which had lots of things other than obviously the gym uh, in the spa space and eventually mind, which was all more on mindfulness and meditation. And then there's a sustainability arm too. But effectively, when I was trying to find a product range for the spas, because I wanted to create these uh, unified Rocco Forte rituals, I found it very hard. I wanted an Italian brand because my family's Italian. 50% of the business that we do is in Italy with the hotel group. And our destination spa is in Sicily, Verdura Resort. And so I wanted an Italian skincare brand. I didn't want something that was too naively natural. Mm-hmm. I wanted experiential without essential oils because I saw firsthand what 
essential oils could do to some of our therapists that we're using them regularly because they're quite allergenic and not mm-hmm. it doesn't do that to everyone but I also saw that you know we're not meant to use essential oils on pregnant women and all these things so I started doing a lot of research on the fragrance side but I wanted something as I said experiential which is fundamental to a spa but also I think fundamental to the benefit a product actually has because if it feels and smells amazing when you apply it naturally it has a psychological impact and and then I think a physical impact a physical benefit as a result and and I wanted natural but scientific but I saw kind of other brands were too coldly scientific not very experiential so I wanted to really create a hybrid between the two and that's why I set about trying to create a line to do these signature rituals in Rocco Forte spas. And I came across Dottoressa Francesca Ferri of Effigy Lab in Trento, who um, has been formulating now for over 35 years. And she's a real character. And she was one of the pioneers in doing kind of the organic cosmetic matrix. So natural formulations, she's been doing that since the start. I met with a number of labs, but I immediately clicked with her. And so together, using the organic ingredients at our farm in Sicily, we created this nine product range, which was called Forte Organics at the time. And that launched in 2014. So I was doing that on the side whilst running learning and development and learning my way in the spa world but what happened with that range is it was really positively received and my spa managers started asking for more treatments more products more marketing support more training support and I just couldn't do that under the Rocco Forte umbrella especially because Rocco Forte is a hotel company and they didn't want to be investing heavily in a skincare brand So I decided to do it on the side on my own. And that's why I launched Irene Forte Skincare. It took me three years from launching that first range to launch the brand, which I launched at the end of 2018. And I really used my amazing spa managers and spa teams at Rocco Forte Hotels to try and test the products. I like to say that they're spa grade because they've been approved by spa professionals and so yeah here I am today I guess what what happened then is I still kept my Rocco Forte role but eventually I passed on learning and development to to someone else and focused on wellness for the group because I was also running my own line and only recently have I become a consultant with the hotels just to be able to focus on my skincare and a bit on the formulation. So we found a way to use allergen screened fragrance. So we didn't go down the essential oil route. We created something that smells amazing, but with low allergenic potential, let's say. We still use ingredients grown at our organic farm in Sicily and always trying to grow more and find new techniques to extract different ingredients. And I still work with the amazing uh, Dottoressa Ferri in Trento at Effigy Lab. So where she's constantly researching for me and we're constantly working together. Amazing. That's such a wonderful and inspirational story. And what I love most about it is how you talk about those five pillars of wellness. So the nourish, the fitness and movement, the mind, 
the sustainability, how much do those pillars, I guess, come into your day-to-day working? So how much are you sort of using those when you're setting your goals? How much are you using those pillars when you're deciding what to do next with your skincare and as your wellness consultancy role? Do you find that you always come back to those sort of pillars of, of wellness and pillars of business, so to speak? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think one of the most important things, pillars for me when building the brand was the sustainability one. Mm-hmm. I, I saw with Rocco Forte and I've seen with Rocco Forte because I oversee the sustainability side for them too, how difficult it is to integrate it into a company that's already been doing things for years in a certain way. So I really wanted to build a sustainability into my DNA from the outset every decision I take incorporates sustainability. And when I look at sustainability, I like to divide it between people. So our team, which is something I learned from working at Rocco Forte Hotels, overseeing learning and development and HR, people come first. Mm -hmm. And I think to build a successful business, your people are the most important thing. You're never going to get anywhere without really nurturing and helping to develop your people and and ensuring that they're well and happy. So that's kind of my 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 key, I think, first pillar. And and then uh, in terms of community, that's really important as well. And I always try and find ways to promote particularly our Sicilian community, our local community. We source everything 100% from Italy with the brand and we only actually look at local suppliers and we work with a lot of local farmers and local artisans and that's really part of my brand ethos and philosophy and kind of we're working on doing a social farm at our farm in Sissy which means it's going to be a place where children with autism and and older people can come and engage with the farm And we're working on a lot of local charity partners. And then in terms of planet, I think planet's the most difficult one, especially as a small brand, because sustainable alternatives actually tend to be more costly or minimum quantities tend to be higher, particularly with packaging. So that's been a real journey. And every year we do something to improve. But for instance, initially when I went into production, minimum quantities for vegetable plastic were just way too high and it wasn't something that I could afford. Whereas now the few bits of plastic that I have are being changed to bio-based plastic because my quantities are much bigger. But I think, I guess as a brand, you just have to be willing to increase certain costs to go for that sustainable alternative. And that's just being part of our ethos. And I think it's easier if you're doing that from the beginning rather than trying to integrate it later and going, whoa, this is going to cost us X more though. Absolutely. Um, And then, sorry, I digressed on the kind of wellness philosophy as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I believe even with skincare, you're not going to get good skin by just applying 
good products, I'm sorry to say, even though I probably shouldn't say that, I should be saying, yes, this is going to revolutionize your life. But it's not true. No, exactly. (laughs) And I think pretty much everyone listening to this podcast will agree too. It's much more holistic than that. Exactly. It's a 360 degree approach. It's Mm -hmm. your lovely face yoga it's great products regular facial treatments it's sleep it's diet it's water it's movement all the things that you would typically expect will get you good skin so so yeah I I mean I've always looked at this approach with Rocco Forte hotels I didn't want wellness to be limited to the spa I wanted guests to be able to get wellness at every touch point of the hotel and to engage different guests because some guests aren't interested in going into the spa, but they might be interested in a sleep program. So yes, always looking at this kind of 360 degree approach to wellness has been incredibly important for me. Wonderful. And it's so, so important, I think, for whatever type of business people are running. And I know lots of people listening to this will be small business owners. They'll be yoga teachers, face yoga teachers, holistic therapists, beauty therapists. I was wondering if you have, say, three top tips when it comes to business. So whatever size business somebody's running, are there three bits of advice that you could give someone to just get the very best out of their business and the best out of themselves? I mean, I, I I think people come first. And even if you don't necessarily have a team yet, I think it's also about surrounding yourself with the right people, being willing to meet people in a similar industry, being always being willing to kind of engage is incredibly important because you learn something from everyone. And I think if you do have a team, you want to build a team with complementary skill sets to your own. So not just to take someone on because you think you'll be able to be their boss or above them. You want to you want to bring people on that actually add value and that you can learn from as well. So that's on kind of people side to, I guess, so much is going to go wrong every week (laughs) and you know I think everyone always thinks that it it's not like that with with someone else or that another business isn't going through the same thing but I everyone has all sorts of issues and mishaps I laugh when I think about when I launched the brand I had a terrible lid issue which maybe I can go into (laughs) in a second but I think resilience is key And you have to just have quite a thick skin and learn that things are going to go wrong and that nothing is going to be perfect. And so as a result, you have to learn to celebrate the highs and you have to learn to kind of accept the lows and adapt when something goes wrong and uh, be always ready to adapt, I think. Definitely. Definitely. And do you have a tip three? (laughs) So tip three, I would say, I mean... It's about doing something that you love because especially when you start a business, you've got to be ready to know that you're going to be dedicating all of your time to it, basically, or that you're going to be putting so much energy into it. So if you don't love it, I would say don't do it. Try and do something else, I think. I completely agree. I mean, it's so, so important when you run a business of any size, it can be all consuming, you know, even if you're the best person at work-life balance and you're good at your wellness, 
it's never a nine to five job. It really exactly. is something that, that happens all the time. So yeah, you're completely right. It has to be something which you love and is sort of a passion and sort of a deep, I guess, purpose deep within you. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about purpose, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you feel your purpose is when you sort of think about what you're doing? So obviously you do so many things within business and beauty and wellness. Do you have one sort of driving force, one sort of why, so to speak, that sort of drives you day to day? I mean, I always ask myself this because I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My grandfather built an amazing hotel company. My father lost that company through a hostile takeover battle. And the next day, even though he was in his 50s, built his own company again. And so I don't know, people always ask, is it, is, is it the pressure? Is it because you feel the pressure to succeed? Possibly. I also think that possibly this has been kind of built into my DNA and my blood and I have amazing role models. So it's been more natural to me. And, and then like, I love what I do. So I take great joy out of it and energy. And when I look at kind of my vision for the brand, well, I don't know if I had looked back two years ago, I would have never imagined that I'd be here today. Like I was creating a brand for the spas while still planning to be working in the hotels. And today I've got a brand that is in a lot of good retailers and and that's grown and you know that I'm continuing to grow so I guess my vision now is to kind of build a dominant market brand and to be recognized as one of the best Italian skincare brands out there I think your goals always change and as long as I'm always enjoying what I do you know having a team of people that love what they do and are getting purpose out of it as well building a brand with the right ethics uh, and values and allowing consumers to really enjoy my products and get a benefit out of it then that's then I think that's the purpose and I'm doing the right thing I think yeah, you sound like you are doing the right thing and you have you have so much passion for it, which is amazing. And I can always see through everything you do what a passion you have for sustainability as well, which really, really stands out in your brand. So, you know, I've got so much admiration for that as well. And that sort of takes me sort of nicely into my next question, which is about the sort of next year or two, just in terms of the beauty and wellness industry in general, what's sort of exciting you about that? Which way do you feel that is going? And that can be linked to sustainability or not. But I'd love to know a little bit about where you think things are going. Sure. I mean, we're going through a huge mental health crisis with due to COVID largely, but we were kind of even, it was starting um, before that as well. So it's even worse now. So I think wellness is more important than ever and giving people tools and ways to be well, be it through like your face yoga or mindfulness apps or meditation or just allowing people to come into a spa and enjoy a treatment or giving people evening rituals and routines to do with products that they enjoy. I think all these different things are increasingly important. And I think also 
making wellness more accessible is something that's going to be very important because I understand my products are expensive, uh, treatments and spas are expensive. So I think over this period, all these virtual, there's been a lot of free content, mm. which has been fantastic because it's a way to kind of make wellness more accessible and give more people the tools. I mean, what I've seen in the in the months that we have reopened spas, things there's a huge pent-up demand. People really want to look after themselves and 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 be well and feel well. So I think that actually whilst the hospitality industry is suffering and it's going to take a very long time to recover, I think that spas will recover quite quickly. So I'm actually excited to kind of reopen and, and, and get things going again. We're opening a new spa in uh, Palermo in June, which was meant to actually open last summer with our new hotel, Villager. So I'm really excited for that to open because it's my second Irene Forte spa. So it's really the spa that I've kind of built the concept for, the design and everything from, from the start. Um, in terms of kind of also skincare, I'm really excited for retail to reopen and, and life to start getting back to normal. Because whilst everyone says, oh, the beauty, you know, cosmetics haven't really suffered during this period, I'm like, well, retail really has. Big department stores that didn't have an, a strong online presence have suffered. Niche stores that had no online presence have really suffered. So I'm excited for things to get going again. For me personally, I'm launching with all the flannels and phrases stores um, starting in April. And there will be eight stores I'm launching with um, over the next year with them. I'm pushing uh, into the US. Looking, I'm launching with Goop and I'm speaking to a number of other big retailers as well as launching my own e-commerce direct consumer in the US. Italy has been a really important market for me and I'm just excited for the profumeria that I'm with to start reopening and to get things going again. And then I am launching new packaging and some new products and we're launching refillables. So those are all launching from next month, really. And it's a phased, gradual rollout. So I'm excited for that to happen yeah, I've got lots in store and I just am looking forward to just every the world kind of getting going again. I know. Um, I think we're all looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, for sure, definitely. And I think it's so important that you brought up about mental health and how much of an issue that has become over the last 12 months more so than ever and I think that's such a good message for anyone listening that does have a business in the the wellness and the beauty industry to actually be really mindful of that that a lot of people are going to be looking for help and guidance for mental health issues and whether it be, you know, because they want to buy a great product which just helps them skin feel a little bit better or they want to go for a spa treatment or they want to enjoy some free online content, you know, watching some IG lives, all these things do help. And I think mm -hmm. if we have, you know, as beauty and wellness entrepreneurs in the back of our mind that actually what we're doing is trying to just help people feel a bit better, I think that that, that helps everybody. Um, and it goes back again to, to what you were talking about earlier in terms of, you know, the people coming first and, and the community. So 
all so, so important. Do you have a daily sort of wellness routine or sort of any little rituals that you do, do day to day? Yeah, I try to. You know what? It's got really bad in the last two months. And <laughs> um, I think, I, and everyone I've speaking, so spoken to have kind of said the same. I think a year of this on and off kind of these on and off lockdowns and things, I've got a little bit lazy. Uh, and I've been on my screen a little bit too much. I'm sure you're not but, the only one. <laughs> I, I eat very well and I've always eaten very well. I exercise regularly. I try and exercise at least four to five times a week. And I'll do a mix of different things from yoga to Pilates to high intensity. And I've kind of figured out my online classes and I run in the park whenever I can as well, when the weather's nice. I did a Vedic meditation course, so I have my mantra, and I try and do that a couple of times a week. I know I should be doing it daily, but it's about a couple of times a week when I'm particularly stressed. And then I really enjoy kind of my product rituals and following IGTVs and doing facial massage and really kind of taking time to do my morning and evening skincare routine and even sometimes body care routine with body brushing and then a bath with magnesium bath salts and then applying a body oil and then sleep. I sleep a lot. I sleep at least eight and a half hours a night and no matter how stressed or challenging work is, I've always try to not jeopardize sleep and I think for me sleep's one of the most fundamental things for wellness and there's a really good book that I read last year called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Yes I'm halfway through that book at the moment. (laughs) I loved it and it really put everything very simplistically so if anyone's looking to needs help sleeping then I would highly recommend that. Mm. it's a great book really great book and great tips as well you know all of that is is so relevant to all of us and you're so right you know we spend so much more time on screens particularly the last year and it's easy to get out of habits but it sounds like you've got a really nice routine and it's lovely that you use your your products and your beauty side of things it's almost like a little bit of a meditation too I think that that's a a nice way, you know, even when we're doing our, our skincare in the morning or in the evening, we can look at that as a lovely ritual or sort of self-care meditation. This morning I did body brushing before I went in the shower and I actually used your body cream oh. after the shower um, and then I did my skincare. So, you know, it is so important just to take those moments and even look at something like a shower or a bath as a beauty or wellness ritual that's helping us with with our self-care and with our mental health. Exactly, exactly. Amazing. So just to finish, I would love to know if you could give us one top tip for inner peace and for relaxation, what would it be? I mean, I, I would probably say good sleep, but that's quite a difficult one if you don't have inner peace and you don't feel relaxed, I guess. It's difficult to give one because I think I it depends on, on like I find cardio amazing actually to help me get those endorphins up and then feel very relaxed. But I know that's not for everyone. But even just following along to one of your face yoga videos will be 
a great tip for inner peace and relaxation or just taking care to apply products and following a really nice routine in the evening to some nice relaxing music wonderful thank you so much what wonderful tips both on beauty and wellness and on business as well i so appreciate you being a guest on the face yoga expert podcast thank you so much for having me i appreciate it So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.